It's Tuesday, July 18th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The U.S. is sending F-35 jet fighters and a Navy destroyer to the Middle East to bulk up its forces following a series of challenges by Iranian and Russian forces in the region, U.S. officials said Monday. The U.S. is already using F-16 fighters and A-10 attack planes to fly armed patrols in the Persian Gulf to deter Iran from attempting to seize oil tankers. The deployment of the additional forces, which will include more F-16s, follows Iranian attempts earlier this month to seize two commercial oil tankers in the Strait of Hormuz. The Iranians backed away after the U.S. dispatched a guided missile destroyer to the scene, but Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin decided that additional forces were needed to strengthen the U.S. position. The U.S. military presence in the Middle East is a fraction of the American force deployed there during the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan because the Pentagon has sought in recent years to shift its strategic focus toward China and Russia. In other news, President Biden spoke with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and agreed to meet him in the U.S. later this year, working to ease tensions as the administration and some Democrats have criticized moves by Israel's government. The phone conversation came ahead of a planned meeting between Biden and Israeli President Isaac Herzog, who is set to visit the White House and address Congress this week. In the call Monday, Mr. Biden and Mr. Netanyahu agreed to meet in the U.S. this year, according to officials from both countries, but neither side specified a time or a place. The White House and the President have issued pointed criticisms of Mr. Netanyahu's push to overhaul Israel's judicial system and the efforts of his government to expand settlements in Palestinian territories. Around the world, a Ukrainian strike disabled the only road bridge connecting Russia with the occupied Crimean Peninsula, hitting once again a major symbol of President Vladimir Putin's rule and constricting Russian supplies to the front lines in southern Ukraine. Russian Deputy Prime Minister Marat Kusnulin said it would likely take until mid-September to restore partial two-way cargo traffic on the bridge and until November to fully rebuild the 12-mile-long structure. According to Russia's National Anti-Terrorism Committee, Kyiv used two naval drones against the bridge, hitting it at around 3 a.m. local time on Monday. Coming in the middle of Crimea's tourism season, Monday's strikes inflicted yet another blow to Mr. Putin's prestige, in addition to creating formidable logistical hurdles for the Russian war effort. Back in the U.S., millions of people from the Great Plains to the Northeast were under air quality alerts Monday as smoke billowed into the U.S. again from Canadian wildfires that may continue to rage into the fall. Forecasters said smoke from western Canada was sweeping from Montana across the Midwest and into New York. The air quality was predicted to be unhealthy in some smoke-covered areas through Tuesday, but potentially for several more days along the East Coast, according to the National Weather Service. States including Michigan and New York are under air quality alerts as the smoke again was poised to upend summertime activities. The air quality index, a measure of the pollutants in the sky, was predicted to reach unhealthy levels of at least 151 Monday in parts of Iowa, Ohio, New York, and Pennsylvania. And Taylor Swift has a few new accolades thanks to her newly released Speak Now Taylor's version. 
The singer-songwriter is the first woman overall and first living artist in nearly six decades to have four albums on Billboard's top ten list in a single week, according to the magazine. Speak Now, Taylor's version is also the superstar's twelfth album to hit number one on the Billboard charts, the most of any female artist. Swift, who now has twelve chart-topping albums, has also surpassed Barbara Streisand for the most number one albums by a woman, according to Billboard. The new Speak Now, released on July 7th, marks the third time Swift has re-recorded an older album. She released Fearless, Taylor's version, and Red, Taylor's version, in 2021. These albums are part of a years-long effort for her to reclaim her back catalog and establish more control over her musical legacy without the rights to her earlier releases. Now you know, and you're ready to go with The Morning News. Share this with a friend, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.